Never forced, never coursed. Open discussions about things in life that matter to you most. From tech to TV, movies, and gaming, and everything in between. Streaming live every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern on Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. And be sure to join us every Friday night at 11 p.m. Eastern and Saturday night at 11 p.m. GMT for Weekend Chill, exclusively on Mixcloud. Welcome to Voluntary Input. Welcome to Voluntary Input, everybody. Uh, I'm glad you could tune in tonight. Um, tonight, I got a very special guest from a podcast that I enjoy listening to, Mr. Robert De Blasio from the Gentle Rambler podcast. How are you doing tonight, sir? I'm doing quite all right. Uh, Leo, it's good to see it. Um, very excited about this. Um, just letting you guys know that. Well, I'll, talk, I'll do the whole promo thing later. Yes, <laughs> I'm excited to be here very much so. I'm excited to see you. And, um, you know, let's get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> so you're out on the Go East Coast. Has it been blazing hot out there? We've been having, we're in oh, the 90s. Oh, goodness. It's, it's, yeah, it's quite stifling. Uh, you know, growing up, I never remember summers being like this uh, every day. You know, we've had four heat waves uh, already. And, um, you know, like thunderstorms you've never seen, you know, like up here. It's, it's, it's almost like South, you know, Carolina. Uh, right. climate it's uh, I, i've talked about it it's 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 you know it's it's fun to talk about but it's 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 a little scary you know in some ways you know because well you know my brother climate and I, change is really my brother and i have talked about this before we grew up without air conditioning we it was just box fans you know i I grew up in the 70s and 80s we would just have box fans you know you stick a fan in the window or just have one sitting on the living room floor and uh, yeah, yeah. it's like now, man, you can't survive without air conditioning. And, you know, he and I joke about it. It was like, was it because we were young or is it because we're old or is the climate really changing? I, I'm saying I think it's really hotter. <laughs> I think that's what it is. It's the latter. Yeah, I think it's the latter. Um, you know, actually, uh, you know, I do the podcast, the writing, but I actually have a job and I actually work in, in, in uh, heating and, and air conditioning. So that is my uh, like day job. And uh so yeah, I mean the business is doing great for uh, for the fellow I work for because it's just so hot, you know, and uh, the humidity and everything. And uh, yeah. we had some flooding recently, which you know it doesn't really flood much, uh, especially where I'm from, because we're kind of on the Palisades. So it, you know we're in a raised you know level, you know we're in like a you know we're in like a cliff or whatever. So we had flooding. It was just like three inches of rain in an hour. And you know I I went to Florida a few times, and you know I remember some of the downpours and thunderstorms, but it's just i'm actually going to talk some more a bit about the climate the environment because it's it's really becoming a very pertinent issue you know it's really like serious and it's in, in, in europe they're getting flooding and it's like i speak to a lot of people from europe like european people who listen and uh you know like they're seeing weather there they've never seen so it's it's really quite oh, a bad yeah. scene um you know and i you know you have a child I have a young child and it's like what's going to happen when he gets older right Exactly. I try to be an optimist, but geez, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's not looking good, right? Well, before we yeah, dive yeah. into more of that, how about we back yep. up and can you tell everybody just a little bit about yourself? Sure. I'm. Uh, I was born in 1984. Uh, I was Ooh. born in uh, northeastern New Jersey. <laughs> I was I in junior high. I'm sorry. I'm a product of public public school system, so you know, um, I am not a college graduate. I was uh, I was uh, actually quite into athletics as younger uh, younger you know as a teenager. Then I got into music, and I was always you know uh, writing was always there. I was always uh, into writing very much, uh, different things, poetry, music, uh, you know, lyrics for music. And uh, you know, only recently did I really focus on you know social commentary and and, and poetry, and I mean not poetry and uh, you know politics and everything. But basically, that was it. I uh, like I said, public school uh, didn't go to college. Um, so uh, I am not a college educated person, but I, you know, you read, you know, I, I love to read and everything else. And so hey, basically, you... I mean, I'm not, I try to be as interesting as I can be, but um, yeah, I'm married. I'm married. I have a, I have a child. I have a young son. So awesome. Um, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this, this podcast thing is really, uh, it's, it's exciting. It's fun to do. I, I really look forward to it and everything. And I never thought that, uh, I just, you know, I did it once and I was like, wow, man, I, I, I just figured like, I just try it once. It's like, you know, I always knew that the writing thing, uh, you know, was something that I would never stop doing. And 
Mm-hmm. But basically, you know, I don't, I'm, oh, I'm, you know, divorced, my parents divorced. So, you know, there was that, you know, as a child, but, you know, I had a regular basic childhood. It wasn't, I didn't grow up in poverty. You know, I was lower middle class, but, you know, so. Same. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, uh, you know, and I, I, where I grew up, many different races. I, I mentioned this on my show. Uh, uh, so, you know, it wasn't just like I didn't grow up in like, uh, you know, the suburbs per se. You know, it was, a, it, was, it was a spot where, you know, I had friends of all different races and creeds. And, and I think that helped me, uh, you know, build character, you know. And, you know, every time I, 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 you know, I come across racism, I just, it, it, it boils me up, man. It, it even, it often confuses me too, because it's like, how, what, you know, I've had, uh, I've spoken to other people about this too, when it comes to that. And I always think, what what do these people think the outcome would be? Uh, and I love this saying. I had a pastor say to me once before, uh, follow, the, follow the truth to its logical conclusion. And when it comes to racism, I always want to ask those people, what, do you, what would be the logical conclusion for what you believe in? And the only logical conclusion wow. I could see is death and destruction. Because if you look wow, at where good. we live... There are all kinds of different people all around you. So you're just going to kill everybody because that's the only logical. <laughs> that's really that's, the only logical fantastic. conclusion to racism. <laughs> you right. Know? It's, 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 it's based around violence, hatred. Uh, I, I, it's got it's the upbringing. Maybe that's what I, you know, maybe it's, it's upbringing thing. I, 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 what you just said basically sums it up perfectly. I can't really put it any better. And um, I think these people really need you know, one to. Thing, they really need to learn history like they think a lot of them like to act like they understand history but they don't because if they did yeah, they would also yeah. know that separatism does not work <laughs> it just doesn't so you know because i've no. i've heard them say no i just want to stay to myself and you people stay to yourself you're not because only two things right, are going right, to happen well, there yeah, yeah only, there's only uh, two things that are going to happen just, uh, it's ignorance it's blind ignorance yep only two things are to that outcome of separatism and they are war or a completely shambled country you know you can't it doesn't work anyway (laughs) so tell us uh i noticed you you write for uh dangerousglobe.com what what is that can you tell us a little bit about that um well it's a site uh a friend of mine uh who i met on social media uh dave middleton um, he, uh, read, you know, he had his own blog and I had mine and, and we would write and, uh, you know, we would read each other's, um, thing. And he, um, he came up with this like sub kind of thing called creating socialism. And it's, uh, you know, so he, he hooked me up with these guys and, and it's uh, basically an independent news site. And, uh, you know, uh, most of the, uh, you know, most of the articles are based around, you know, politics. Um, the last one I did was on homelessness, uh, in the UK, well, the U S and the UK gentrification, um, you know, a whole bunch of different subjects, you know, and it's, it's not the, uh, you know, it's, it's much more towards the left as your like, you know, average, uh, you know, mainstream site, but they're great writers, um, good, great writers. Uh, you know, it's, it's European, it's a site out, out of England, Oh, okay. but, uh, you I know, one you. of the, one of the American writers, I think I might be the only American writer they have, but, uh, yeah. So, uh, it's basically just like a, a independent news site. You go on there, they got, uh, you know, they got our podcast bottom, uh, they have this guy who who is kind of like a comedic kind of guy, and they have videos, but it's mostly like just articles, you know, uh, different things, different topics, culture, you know, that type of thing. Uh, my actual my gun violence, uh, you know, because over there, like they're just appalled by the amount of gun violence we have in the United States. So that one actually went over quite well over there. They were like shocked when I was, you know, because I had a lot of statistics. You know, when I write, I make sure you know to research and everything. You know, at a show, I don't. You know, sometimes I just like to rap a bit. But, you know, when I write, I do a lot of research. And, like, when I put the statistics, the amount of gun violence, you know, deaths by guns, it's they're shocked. It's shocking, you know. But, yeah, that's basically it. Absolutely. It's, a, it's, a, it's a, uh, just a new site, independent news site. So do you publish elsewhere? You, you you mentioned a blog. Do you still write for your blog, your own personal one? Um, yes, I do. I, I'll, uh, I'll uh, you know, I'll put it on there. I actually, at one point, I was really garnering a lot of views. I was getting a lot of uh, great feedback and, you know, people reading it. And um, yeah, actually, I, when I started the blog, it was more. It wasn't like I didn't really like uh, like stick to a topic. It was more like you know the whole rambler thing. Like right. you know, I like to, yeah. Even if you're aware of Hunter Thompson or, or William Burroughs, like beat writers and 
that type of thing. But um, no, and then Burrow like you know, it. I started to get people tell me, why don't you kind of, why don't you kind of focus a little better, you know, you know, uh, you know, do your thesis and everything, and like write it like a, like a, you know, like educated, I'm educated, but you know, you know, focus more on a topic. And then I started to do that, and I've been doing it since uh for over a year now. But uh, I, I really now. I'm really more focused on the site because you know you get more viewers and and you know they 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 actually you know they 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 edit it for me so I don't have to do so much of the editing which is you know I mean grammatically you know obviously <laughs> you know yeah. you know everybody's perfect grammatically but they they edit it they put the photographs so it's it's actually I just worry about you know the content and everything and they they, they fix it up so I mean I it's not, I don't make any monetary uh gain from it but you know maybe it, the more uh, traffic they get i guess you know but it's not about the money really you know right right and, and then you i think you just you touched on a a, a crucial point there basically it, it it seems it's always better to work with a team sure sure yeah, yeah. so you got a group Absolutely. of people so motivation uh they give me a lot of good you know they give me a lot of feedback like i wasn't so happy with uh one of my episodes, because uh, the sound editing was, uh, I did a terrible job on the editing part of it, right. and they had put that up there because they have the podcast at the bottom. And, you know, I, you know, I guess you know it's okay, you know. And I told them, could you put a, because you're like put one of the earlier episodes up there, so if somebody <laughs> listens, they're like, wow, this guy's sound is terrible. So they did that for me, and it's good. Yeah, working as a team is is better. I, you know, like I said, uh, we were talking earlier about. Um, Originally, my show was going to have a, a, a co-host, but maybe we could get to that, into that. But yeah, you know, so you know, you can kind of work off your. But you know, so far being on this show by myself is all right. But yeah, Dangerous Globe is definitely something. You know, you, anybody watching uh, this, you know, check it out if you're into politics. It's really good. It's really uh, heavy. You know. Speaking of politics and the podcasting, so your show, The Gentle Rambler, touches on a lot of different political subjects. Um, and you know, even your writing apparently. So, what what sparked your interest in politics? You know, uh, so much. Well, when I was uh, geez, uh, what well, went the whole the whole thing with nine eleven? I was about seventeen, and uh, um, so you know, the whole thing with the war, the Iraq war, thing. And but at that time, like I was kind of uh, I was doing more of a music thing, and I didn't like to mesh the music and the politics. So politics was always. You know, I was, you know, kept, you know, I was always interested in it. I always kept track of it, but I didn't go to protests. I didn't do any of that. But right. then when that Charlottesville, Virginia thing happened, you know, well, Trump got elected, obviously. So <laughs> then that was like, whoa, what's going on here? You know what I'm saying? So then, uh, <laughs> but then the Occupy Wall, <laughs> not Occupy Wall Street, the, uh, that Charlottesville thing happened where, you know, there's the statues and everything and, and the, the white nationalists came by and they were, uh, you know, they were they were saying all awful things, and uh, you know there was the little riot, and the guy ran the guy over with the car, and I just thought, man, what is going on here? Like, maybe I can do something, maybe I can write something or say something, and, and like, you know, just just to uh, to get it off my chest, you know. So I'm just not, you know, trying to like work and go to like do regular things, and like watching this on the news while I'm trying to have my coffee, and like, my God, you know. So that was yeah. basically really that kind of, you know, that was really a big one there. So you didn't just like sitting on your butt. You wanted to actually at least say something about it. Right, right. I mean, um, as for like actual active protesting, I've been to a few, but um, social anxiety. I don't know, but in large crowds sometimes. I don't know. I'd rather yeah. just, you know, I'd rather put there something out there that maybe somebody will listen to or hear and they can go to, to a protest and they can, you know, maybe hear something that I said or that I wrote. And you know, put it out there so other people can say, "Yeah, you know, right on." You know, like that—that's—that's that's right. But you know, I'm not it's a large crowd sometimes. You know, <laughs> but yeah. So um, I've attended a few protests, but uh, basically, uh, you know, more or less, the, I got in, 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 intent on po po politics with the Charlottesville uh, happening and the whole Trump. Just the whole Trump years, just as it went on, as just the nonsense that came out of his mouth, just the the, 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 the like racist policies, you know, xenophobia, anti-Islam, you know, all that. You know, it's just it was like, wow, you know, I got like something, you know, I want to use my talent to maybe for the good of society. I mean, I'm not really, I don't like to, say, I don't like to sound egotistical or nothing right, like that, right. but I'm just saying, you know, use your talent for something other than, you know. So, so something for yourself you do something for you know there's some somebody can read and take something out of it right exactly I mean, you know i've always had the opinion that when it comes to protesting i think protests are 
when like a person like you, you've done the intellectual thinking, you've conveyed the ideas and people have talked, but nothing has really happened. You know, nothing has really happened. I think protests happen when nothing continues to happen for a long time. And then the protest is the final, uh, final boiling point. And I think a lot of Americans uh, forget that, or they miss that because all they see is, Oh, look at those people were protesting. What's wrong with them? Well, typically it's because it's something that they've been trying to get fixed for a very long time and nothing's changed. So the only way to, you know, get anyone to finally listen is to cause a scene basically with protesting. Right. Right. So uh, like that's your uh, democratic right. That's one good thing about well, not a lot of good things, but about being in a democratic society is that you can voice your freedom of expression, freedom of speech, and that's very important. And uh, you know, I, I mean, I want to mention something later uh, about this thing uh, that they're gonna do like a general strike that's going to happen in October. I'm going to talk about that on my next show, but maybe we could talk about that. If you were, uh, well, I brought it up, so um, you might as well get they're, gonna, yeah. they're, they're planning on. Yeah, I'm sorry. They're planning on this uh, general strike thing um, in October. So what it is basically, uh, all the workers, you know, they try to get together and they all take a day off, and it's basically a large scale protest. And you know, you, you've got your 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 you know things that you're protesting and want to raise the minimum wage, especially the federal minimum wage, which is still seven twenty five, which is outrageous. And uh, so they want to try to get twenty dollars. Uh, somebody on Reddit actually, they don't even know who actually like came up with this. You know, you guys mm. uh, got a little Google machine, you can look it up and everything. <laughs> and uh, so that was something I just wanted to mention real quick. That that's something that like if everybody took a day off from work, like like you got like you know seventy five percent of the workforce to take a day off. That's the the corporations, the government, they'll listen. Man. They will. They'll listen to that. I think anyway. Yeah. Well, you you know that, that that's. Uh... That's the only thing you can really hope for. You know, if you get to that point where you're going to have a protest of any kind is that hopefully, finally, action (laughs) will result from it. You know, that's the right. Right. And and before we move on, I you've mentioned the the former president several times. I wanted to get your opinion on something else is uh, something that's been driving me absolutely crazy is this whole uh, Pelosi McCarthy nonsense about it it, it, it was just this one thing that keeps coming up that they keep saying that's driving me absolutely nuts is they keep accusing each other of not finding out why january 6th uh, happened and i'm like why why did it happen and i'm like have these people where have they (laughs) been for the past four or five years we all know why oh it happened. God. I mean, <laughs> but and yeah, then they accuse I mean, I each other thing on that. and they accuse each other of playing politics by asking that question. But I'm like, you're all playing That's politics. Right. The fact that you're even asking, why did it happen? There's, so what? <laughs> it's just, they're so clueless. I mean, it's just clueless. Um, you know, they're just so worried about winning elections that they don't, I yeah. mean, January 6th, uh, I mean, I don't want to. I, I one of my episodes um, where I discussed, I discussed a little solitary confinement, but I, I, I got to the Black Lives Matter versus like white supremacy. Yeah, and I mentioned I remember this January sixth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How if you know how what went down? How it went down, right? Like if the if the BLM crowd wanted to storm the you know the Capitol, we all know how that would have ended. When M sixteen, you think exactly. they would have waited to call for backup? I mean, we know you know this. Oh, absolutely. You know, oh, wait, we got to call for backup, and some of the guys were letting them in. Exactly. I was watching it live while it was going on. It was it was, it was a disgrace. Yep. Absolute bonkers, malarkey, and the whole thing. Nancy Pelosi, I don't know. She's just. Oh boy, I don't know. I'm not really like a Democrat. I mean, I'll vote for Democrats, but it's not really like, you know, um, I, I can't really say that I'm a Democrat. Like, I'm not going to go around and like, you know, obviously I did vote for Joe Biden, everyone. I did, yes. But um, I did because I had to. I felt like it was my, uh, it was my like, you know, I had to. What, what other choice did you really have in that? Uh, but yeah, January 6th, man, that was that was another shocker that I thought I was watching like a bad, one of those like bad action movies. And I thought like, you know, Bruce Willis was going to come in and like save the day or something. It's like, right. no, this is really happening. Like this is actually going on. You know, it was crazy. But to Glad say, to say 
awful. we need to find out why it happened. I think is an insult to every. That's an insult to every American citizen. I don't care what your political yeah. bent is. Why did it happen? And I'm like, did they see all the pickup trucks with flags on the back of them that have been parading around for the past year? We all know what happened. We all yeah, know like, why it happened. That shouldn't even be a focus. But they yeah. keep saying that, and it's driving Not me nuts. How we can avoid it. Again. Yeah. <laughs> How could we avoid that happening again? How could we defeat Trumpism completely where, you know, some, I don't know, Ron DeSantis or somebody's going to run for the Trump, you know, is too old or sick or whatever, you know, and, and Trumpism is still, you know, there's still like an ethos that is, is, you know, I know he's like supposedly going to get in trouble for the whole financial thing, hopefully. But um, if he doesn't, Trumpism is it, man. That's what the Republican Party is now. So another one of those. Th- what happens if he runs again and loses? There might be a bigger riot. You know, they obviously yeah. sore losers. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they need Beyond to stop. Losers, they're, they're, they're criminals. Why it happened is not a question. The only questions question. that should be uh, the only thing they should be worried about is who is really responsible and who participated the yeah. why is obvious we all know why it happened i mean we're not stupid <laughs> yeah, yeah i i just don't know leo you, you hit that one on the head and you know i wasn't i i, I kind of heard a little bit about it. i'm glad that you you really uh filled me in on that absolute like just moronic why it happened why like you said like we didn't see this one coming no they didn't see it coming they didn't it was a big shock it wasn't a shock oh i mean it was gosh. shocking to watch it happen but it wasn't shocking that it happened we knew something you was going to happen maybe we didn't anticipate that was going to happen but we knew it right. was something something was bound to happen so something yeah. was gonna go, yeah it was gonna come to a head yeah absolutely so yeah speaking of not being a democrat or a republican because i'm neither and then people say well you do this and you say this no i've never been partisan it's just kind of silly to me but uh in your twitter bio you call yourself a democratic socialist now a lot of americans hate that word socialist so can you maybe bernie if you would have (laughs) just maybe clarify for everyone what you what you what's a what's a working definition or just clarify to everyone what democratic socialists what that is um well more or less there's models of like what, what you call democratic socialism in, in in countries in europe and my my view of it is just you know you, you take the good of, of both you know ma- major forms of government so you know your socialist model with your universal health care your free education or affordable education i'm all for energy free energy or at least a certain amount of free energy mm-hmm. um and basically you know i mean i'm not like a I, I have a lot of people who listen to me who are like like hardline communists and that's not you know i'm not a communist you know i believe right. in freedom of religion i believe in freedom of speech all that good stuff but ultra capitalism which is a, a term i use i don't think i coined that term but i use it Ultra capitalism is is also a dangerous thing because that's what it's just. You've got your you've got your billionaires and you've got everybody else making a, below a certain amount. You know, even your small business owners, and, and you know, you get and then you get disgruntled. You know, employees, you get employees that have no medical coverage, and it's it's really that's where it comes into play. I mean, I'm sure you've heard Bernie with the M4A, you know, all that, and that's basically <laughs> what more or less the socialism part comes in you know i'm not a, i'm not a, a leninist i'm not a, a stalinist karl marx uh, the, the manifesto which is uh, basically where socialism came from you know there's a lot of good stuff in there but there's a lot of stuff that you know that i'm sure you know people who are say they're marxist aren't even aware of some of the stuff that's in right I mean, you've heard of the communist manifesto right mm-hmm. you know i mean basically it was an anti-semite to be honest with you so i mean there's this there's good things in there like a lot of a lot of, lot of really radical and and, and and great ideas but there was also a lot of stuff in there that was just uh you know rhetoric more or less but so i mean i hope i gave you some sort of decent answer for that one yeah that's that's perfect um i had a a mutual acquaintance of ours on before uh doc stodden and he had talked about oh yeah how um the the what americans are calling socialism 
isn't even anywhere near close to what socialism really is. And he even went on to say that, uh, you know, Americans love to say, well, look at Venezuela. Well, that's not socialism. And, you know, Americans love to point at different situations. And Doc was saying that, uh, and he gave some really poignant answers and, and definitions and examples that real socialism has never been tried what we continue to see is more or less yes. dictatorships masking as socialism, but they're not, it's not true socialist society. So, no. and I, yeah, I have I mean, to agree with him because Doc, when I look at some of these, Doc, when it comes to that, he'll, he definitely will give you a much more, uh, you know, intellectual answer than I will. Doc is actually a, a quite a little bit of a mentor in me. Uh, so, you know, well, he's a would, professor. Yeah, social Demo- Democrat, more or less. Maybe I should switch that and say I'm a social Democrat. You know? Which, um, I don't even know what the difference is. I'll keep Democrats socialist for now. You know what? I'll tell you what it <laughs> is. A genius. He's a smart guy. I'll tell you what it is, which is which I think you are the same as me in the regards to political labels. I'm just yeah. a guy. I don't care about these labels. I just want you know, if you're going to say this is this free country that we live in, well, then treat us all with freedom. Treat us, treat everyone with dignity, respect, and give everyone the same opportunities. I don't need all of these labels. Now, nothing's going to be perfect, but let's use common sense approaches to fix things and work on things. But people will stop you at, oh, you sound like a blah, 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 blah. Well, I call me, whatever. I'm not going to label myself one of these things because I'm not. I'm just you this dude. You sound like a conscientious individual by saying that to me. You don't sound like anything. I can't can't think of anything negative to say about that. If everybody thought like that, maybe we could achieve some sort of utopia. You know, if everybody just respected one another, we wouldn't have to. People like to be part of clubs. People like to be, you know, in groups. Maybe that's part of it, too. But, yeah, yeah I don't really... There's certain, there's certain like issues that, 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 you know, I just feel a certain way about and it might put me into that category, but then like something like the death penalty where I, I discussed that I'm kind of still on the fence about it me you too. Know? Yeah. because of a lot of different parameters. So it's like, if I've come across as like, you know, somebody will say, oh, you're a liberal, this and a liberal, but I'm not like staunchly against the death penalty. I can't stand anti-smoking ads. So, you know, stuff like that. So I'm not. Uh, like you said, like, you just, you know, you're going to have your thoughts on different things, you know, different issues. But um, I don't know. Maybe I'll take down that. Down. <laughs> I, I honestly think thing, I, I honestly know. think that's what has led to a lot of problems in America is because people want to just categorize themselves and people yes. tend to love it. I think I don't know Well, I'm a Republican. I'm a Democrat. And then they don't budge like, well, you yeah. that you don't yeah. that's not <laughs> I don't understand how you call yourself a free individual when you've trapped yourself in a category. I and I just I've never yeah. been about that. I've just never been that kind of guy. So <laughs> So no, I, I guess go ahead. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, well, I was just going to say that um you know, for the longest time I just uh you know, I didn't really come out and say well, like what my like I didn't really talk uh, politics much like within a group of people I wouldn't the people that I like used to you know hang out with weren't really you know politically you know, sports and all that type of thing and then uh but yeah I mean there's so many different issues that, that I have a lot of, but you know like more or less people were, were calling me that before I even called myself that right and then they're calling their Joe Biden a socialist the Trump people and they don't know how clueless they are. Joe Biden is the furthest thing from a socialist. He's not even that, close. <laughs> no, it's ridiculous. And and you know, I go up to North Jersey and to do a, a, some work, and people got Trump signs, and 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 they, they have like you know bumper stickers. Joe Biden's a communist. Are you kidding? You could have found something. I mean, you could have found better, like you know, uh, a better insult than communist. Joe Biden still works for Gazprom and makes six hundred thousand dollars a year doing nothing. That doesn't sound like communism to me. <laughs> not, not at all. Not at all. No. <laughs> Hunter, you know, Hunter. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, I cannot hear well, that I, name I anymore. Did work to the Ukrainian gas company. I don't know how he got that one, but it's a little odd. I. Yeah, that's another. Yeah, we could go on Isn't for hours strange? about that. <laughs> but uh, before you came to the term democratic socialist, did you ever find yourself supporting or even registering as? another political party like a democrat no, or a republican I, uh, or 
I, I was a registered Democrat. I was. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, you know, I got I got convinced by uh, by I don't know, my mother, a few people. You know, oh, you got to be a Democrat. You know, you this and that. And, you know, John F. Kennedy, all this. And so I was. And then I I took I, I got rid of that label when I was about twenty four. Uh, we had a governor named John Corzine who was like robbing the state, and he was a Democrat. So I was like, I can't. How can I be on the same team as this guy? Right. He's a criminal. So you know, that kind of uh, made me change my mind on that one. <laughs> I was actually a, a Ralph Nader supporter, if you remember him. I mean, I was pretty young when Ralph Nader was around. I don't know if I was voting age yet, but I liked Ralph Nader, and he was a uh, was he a Green Party, right? He was a Green Party guy, Ralph Nader. So I did yeah. the Green Party. I, you know, I, I like some of their. You know, they're very. You know, they're they're on the fringe, and they they like to certain things. You know. Know, with the environment and all that because that's another thing that i didn't really get too um wrapped up until recently is the whole environment climate thing i always i remember al gore's uh you know that that movie and like, it was kind of boring but now looking back i mean he was right he, everything he said is happening and i went to like this concert they had a uh, giant stadium there and for Live Earth, it was called. And at the time, I just went to the show to watch the music. I was like, a environment, whatever. But now I realize that it's a serious <laughs> thing, you know? And that, that movie what put me to sleep. But hey, it was it was uh, right on, you know? Right on. I feel yeah. like he presented it wrong. It was it was a little sensationalist. Yeah, uh, I guess he's not a filmmaker. I right, know. right. He's <laughs> like, you really shouldn't have done it this thing. way. But, um, <laughs> it, 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 you know, if we we'll get back on the environment for a little bit, one thing that kind of fascinates me about how some people react to things is it's almost as if they believe that everything we do can't have an effect on everything else. I mean, come on. We've been pumping stuff into yeah. the environment for how long now? You didn't think this was ever going to yeah. catch up to us? Industrial <laughs> revolution, yeah. I mean, uh, I mean come on. We, we've just been chugging right along for how many hundreds of years now? And Right. And, and you know what it is? If you look, I looked at this uh, statistic that like um, the, the, out of the 10 or 15 most polluted cities in, in the world, like 10 or 12 of them are Indian and it was China, but now they're starting to. But India, you know, they, they were they've been a country, you know, an independent nation since the what, 1940s. Yeah. So you know, they're 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 the ones really pumping the coal. But it's like we we did that, you know, all the westernized nations. We we were pumping, you know, uh, coal and all that, you know, destructive uh, gas into the atmosphere. So now we're expecting them to put uh, solar panels on their roofs when they're trying to, you know. <laughs> build their industry i mean they obviously they should they should you know th think like you know in terms of the future but they're trying to get their economy up can you blame them i don't know, you know? i mean i just always remind people I, you know i always look at it this way too because sometimes i believe some environmental you know environmentalists go a little too far saying we're destroying yeah. the earth and i have to remind them i don't think mankind we can't destroy the earth what we're doing is making it uninhabitable for uninhabitable for ourselves. So if we're yeah. saving anything, we're saving our own butts. That's all it is to yeah. it. I mean, you know, we back in the eighties, we all feared the cold war and the fear was, and finally somebody, you know, it clicked with them. We can launch every nuclear missile we have, and we're just going to wipe out everybody. Even people who aren't even involved in this war. But guess what? Right. Even all that power wouldn't destroy the earth. The earth will still be here. It will just go on without us in right. one way, shape, or another. So it, I always kind of cringe when environmentalists start yelling about, we're destroying the earth. We're de Well, no, not really. <laughs> we're just making it so we can't live here anymore. Yeah, we're so. destroying our, our like, yeah. civilization. We're destroying human, man, like, mankind and, you know, all living things. But you're right. The earth will still be here. That's a great way of putting it, man. Very, uh. <laughs> it could be a molten ball well, of lava, was, yeah, but yeah, it'll like, still be here. We'll just be gone right, because we were too stupid right. to stop doing what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. <laughs> and people get yeah. people get wound up. I don't. I don't know. I guess people just think, well, you're. I don't know. We we we're fine. Everything's fine. Well, no, everything's yeah. not fine. We just got to be better yeah. stewards of our home. You know, we got to take it's care it. of where we live. That's Absolutely. all it is to it. It's like a combination of selfishness and like apathy. That's the only thing I can. Yeah. Like, you know, either you don't care or you're just so self-indulgent and, and and wrapped up in your own. Uh, you know, you know. I mean, I use capitalistic society. You got to make your money, but you know, so people don't don't think of it. And then you know, I mean, there, there's a lot less deniers that like like you said. We're not. I like that that you know we're destroying we're destroying our 
you know, our civilization, the Earth will stay. It will be here It'll while be we here. were gone. I, I like that. It may even turn into a moon, but guess what? It'll still be here. <laughs> we'll be gone. The, the, the blue ball will still be here, and we will be not We'll just here. be gone. Like and, uh, but, uh, and, and cockroaches will still be here, because apparently cockroaches yeah, well, can survive they, anything. They're, they're, hard they're, hard they're hard to get rid of, and they're survivors, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. They could survive anything. Voluntary Input is brought to you by Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it. Go to anchor.fm slash start to join a diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. Here, here was I just thought this was a fun question to ask you in particular. Um, if if you could hold any position in the U.S. federal government for just one year, what what position would that be, and what would be your main focus while you're in that position for one year? Wow. Uh, I guess I'd rather work in a group. Oh, let's say let's say a congressman. I don't know. I was gonna say uh. Be like a speechwriter or something, but no, that doesn't that doesn't count. I mean, uh, let's say let's say Senate congressman, and my main focus would be uh, the uh, you know the um, more or less the equality of of living, like the the price of living with mm-hmm. with uh, the price of wages. You know, like where people can can earn an honest living on a like you know what you call like a blue collar salary, like like you know that type of thing. I would really be and to homelessness, homelessness. I'm very very uh, sensitive to homelessness. I have friends who uh, you know who, who became uh, you know. So that's that's a, that's a, um, a mental health. Uh, mm-hmm. There's been a lot of things that I try to focus on, uh, the opioid epidemic, all that type of stuff. But uh, the main thing would be the income inequality uh, that's really becoming quite a really bad issue. But, I mean, as for, like, which – I mean, president, I mean, come on. That's just too much pressure for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> governor, I mean, you know, you got your state, but, like, you know, you only do so much as a governor. So I'll go with a senator or a congressman. I'm not going to be president. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> no. no way. I feel like yeah, uh, yeah, too many press conferences for me, and <laughs> far too much travel for me too. I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I like I to travel, but not like that. <laughs> yeah, no, no way. Yeah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I want to fly all over the world every other day for work. <laughs> right, and, and just every, I mean, everything you do is just is is you know, it's put out there, and it's almost probably like being like a major celebrity, like you know, like Kanye West or the Kardashians. Like everywhere you go, <laughs> you're in a stream light, you know, like like attention on you. I don't think I I would handle that so well. You no, know, I, would, no. I, I like my privacy. So yeah, let's say Congress. <laughs> gotcha. And you, yeah, and speaking of that, like in every little thing you say as president, and we know this has always been true. So like the, the, the former president, he would always make a big point about, oh, every time I say anything about it's always been that way. That wasn't new. Yeah. That's not new. And right. even Biden, he's had his share like he was in Cincinnati recently and he was talking about, you know, gun violence. And he said, I mean, you guys have had like, what, 500 shootings already this year. And it's like, wait, do what? 500? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No. You're a verbal gap. Wow, 500. I mean, things are getting bad in Cincinnati. (laughs) I mean, there's a problem, but it's not war in the streets like that. There are 500 people (laughs) shot, bro. Come on. Wow, 500. Well, I mean, how many are we six months in? Well, so um, remember Bush? I mean, W. Bush, it, oh. was, like, it was like a comedy routine with him. <laughs> you know? Was it was like uh, you watched it just to see what he, what, what he, I don't want to curse, what he'd mess up next, you know? Yeah. He was. Um, <laughs> he could mess up any speech, any little speech. It would just be like, uh, it, you'd be like, what is it? You know, is he speaking? What, what, is he talking another language? What's going on with him? But I yeah, remember, Bush was terrible with speaking. Oh, yeah. I remember, I remember shaking my head at him all the time over that stuff. But then after the yeah. fact, realizing. And I was younger, you know, when he was. Go ahead. Yeah. Just after oh. the fact, realizing I, he was nervous. Guy was oh, just, never, you know, because that is like a, a lot of pressure. Yeah, 
Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you know, he put he put a lot of it on himself. You yeah. know, I mean, um, I know that whole thing with 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 nine eleven happened there, but you know, I mean, he could have handled that differently. But yeah, so but he just I don't think he had the uh, mental capacity to be president. I mean, mm-hmm. I I don't think Trump did either. But <laughs> yeah, he just he wasn't very bright. Um, basically, yeah. So president, I mean, I mean, everybody said, "Oh, you know, your kids want to be the president." I know, I never wanted to be the president. Me either. Like, I had no desire ever. Oh, I'd rather be like the third baseman of the Mets or something. You know, <laughs> exactly. You know, play, you know, play, 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 play bad pressure to basketball or something. Man. Yeah. Be a president? No, that's okay. They, they can keep that. Keep that. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then. um Listening to your podcast, I notice you do focus a lot on um, a lot of all kinds of foreign affairs. So let's do, and I kind of stole this idea. I don't remember who from some television show. Ah, uh, All ideas are out there. Rapid fire questions. So we'll start with uh, what do you think is next for Israel? I mean, your your best friend Netanyahu has had his shakeup. So what do you think is next for Israel? Netanyahu's uh, no longer there. Um, I think what's next for Israel is they're going to be. Let me get a little serious here. Um, they're going to try to expel as many Palestinian Arabs out of the uh, out of the West Bank as possible. They're going to continue their colonization. They're going to continue to uh, you know basically uh, bomb the Gaza Strip into the ground until they get uh, enough territory to what they're um, happy with. Well, I thought part of the whole point of that coalition was that there are some of the leaders in that coalition are Arab. I know, but uh, Naftali Bennett is like, I don't know why they chose him if they were going to try to change things. He's like a right wing, uh, like, yeah, labels, but he was like a defense minister. So, I mean, what did they expect? What did they expect? It's all, it's, it's like scripted. The whole thing since, uh, you know, since they, I don't know if you were, if you remember, uh, it was recently they did that like Abraham Accords thing with like the Arab Emirates and Israel. They had like a, they like shook hands and everything. Mm-hmm. It was all basically for money and for weapons. And this is something I get like really worked up on. I mean, I have an uncle who's Algerian uh, and he's like, you know, very close to me, you know. So this is a serious issue. I think Israel right now is, is really there. It's a, it's it's their militaristic imperial their, their dreams of imperialism that's my uh take on that for such a tiny place man it uh, i know yeah i know and people want to say it's about religion but it's more about land it's more about like the the, the, the west bank they're supposed to be like um you know it's supposed to be a certain amount of land that is not supposed to be uh you know occupied and they'll go there and they'll evict you know, I've seen it. I've seen footage. I've I, I talked to people from there, and you know, they, what they'll do is they'll evict them, and then they're, they're, they'll build their own little condos, and then they'll build like a like a barbed wire wall around there. You know, and what kind of way is that to run a society? Like that sounds like uh, yeah, you know George Orwell, nineteen eighty four. That's yeah. what it sounds like to me. So, I, know, I just uh, I, pretty happy. I have literally never been able to hit uh, wrap my head around the whole Israel thing. I mean, even when I was younger. As a teenager, like I said, back in the eighties, I I could never understand why, why can't they just live together? And then, you know, that's my whole point with a lot of war. Anyway, is like why can't people just live together? What, why is it? Well, I like where you live, so I'm just going to take it from you. Wait, what? yeah, <laughs> we're people. Uh, yeah, it's like the, the you know the, the, they already you know they they didn't they're obviously were like not really on the same page to begin with, with the, you know, with the Judaism and, and the Islamic thing. So the religion thing comes away. But like, you know, I remember like Arafat, yes, or Arafat and the, the other fella, uh, Shimon Perez. I mean, like back then, at least they would try. They would like try to have like some sort of like, you know, we're going we're gonna to have like a, a little bit of like, a, you know, we're going we're gonna to have some diplomacy here. We're going to like, they had the, uh, something called the, uh, I think it was the uh, Oslo Accords when Clinton was president. And like, you know, to try to like, um, like you know stop the violence and right now it's just it's like a free-for-all and and you know yeah we always uh, but oh you know i I like the barack obama but you know he came up with this thing with the red line you know you cross this red line you know when russia invaded ukraine you know you can't cross israel crosses that red line every day they're bombing places nobody does anything about it you know they just no there's no sanctions there's no even warn them like you know take it easy nothing it's just they do what they want and i don't know um the United States is expected to, you know, the UN, you know, they try, but the UN's like, you, 
it's like a joke. The United States looks at the UN like it's a joke. And I and I just want to say one last thing about the whole Israel and Palestinian thing. I watched, a, I think it was a Frontline documentary about a year or so ago, and they talked to the people themselves, Israelis and Palestinians, and it was specifically these young people who were, um, they were working on some startup, uh, some application or whatever, and. Mm-hmm. They were talking about that wall they have to go through and the people themselves, they were upset about the fact that they had to go through all this just to get together to work. And, right, right. And, and I say all that go. to say, I always feel that most conflicts and that one in particular, has, it, they, they have nothing to do with the people themselves. It's the government's. The right? governments yeah. are fighting. The people are like, mm-hmm. you know what? We're just trying there's, to live here. Yeah, so. there's very, there's many good. At, I mean, fifty percent of the Israelis, Israeli. Uh, I don't want to say fifty percent. It's not, it's not the civilians, more or less. I mean, it's, it's the IDF and it's, it's, it's the people who are running the show. You know, I mean, I don't want to come across as, as being, uh, you know, any kind of anti, you know, Semitic. Never, you know, that's something I am. I'm just going by what I see and hear, yeah. you know, and it's the government's more or less. And, you know, Palestine's not, not completely innocent. You know, Hamas, they shoot rockets. It's, it, I don't condone that. But again, you know? notice what you I don't said. Any violence of any what, kind. Uh, notice what you said. Hamas shoots rockets. They're the governing body. Once again, yes. the governments are <laughs> disagreeing and the people are caught in the middle of it. And it's, that's always been my, exactly. you know, my take on wars. Like, do the people really feel this way or is it just these people in charge that feel this way? Yes, yes. And that's where, like, things like propaganda come into play. And, oh, absolutely. Uh, basically. So, you know, hopefully something will happen there and, and it'll change. This one's a big one. And I know it's probably going to stir up a lot of, I don't know. Do you think the U.S. pulling out of Afghanistan at this moment is a mistake? No. Um, I think the whole thing's been a mistake for 20 years. Um, I know that, you know, uh, once they, uh, once they like, once they caught Bin Laden, I think they could have just basically, I mean, wh- what was there left to do? I mean, I mean, if you look back at history, the British were in Afghanistan. Disaster in, uh, I think, the late uh, 1800s. Then you had the Soviet Union in the 1970s and 80s. Afghanistan is 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 like a it's a black hole. You don't want to. I don't know what is there to keep us there, but I I don't think it's a mistake. I think um, it's dangerous because the Taliban is you know you know we're gonna give the Afghan government weapons and everything and money, but you know the Taliban they're 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 tough cookies and they're, they're may or less more or less will probably take over large swaths of land and then a, a, maybe an ISIS like group might grow out of out of uh, you know out of the situation and then we might be, we'd be right back in there but at, right now I, I don't say it's a mistake I don't think any of our troops should be getting killed anymore for that uh, situation yeah I I tend to agree because I, you know like you said how long can we stay there yeah 40 doing, years doing what ridiculous. yeah just no I know I mean I mean, I know I don't like the way they treat females you know the time right you know, I'm, I'm, uh, you know the, that whole thing but you just gotta let them it's, it's got to work out. They got to work it out on their own. We right. can't believe the, the police and the judges of the world. We have our own problems and a lot of problems currently. Yeah. Well, we haven't heard a lot about North Korea lately. Do you think anything is brewing there? Oh, wow. Uh, you know what? I mean, I, I know there's like a famine there. And uh, even even uh, Kim Jong there was having uh, losing a lot of weight. I don't think... Right now, I don't think they're really much of a threat to anyone. I know they have the weapons, but they're just—it's a failed state. And basically, um, I think eventually Kim Jong—you know—he's pretty young, so maybe he'll eventually, like you know, uh, ask for help from the international community and get rid of some of the nukes because you know he's not going to go hungry. Maybe he'll let you know seven million of his people go hungry, but if he can't eat, then you know, eventually he'll be like, "Listen, I'll get rid of a few of these nukes. You know, I need like a ham sandwich or something." But you know, <laughs> but I, I think do you, do you think if even if he did that, would he play that little game he played with the the last administration? You know, he's showing up, yeah, shaking hands, and smiling, and then there's snarky, proof that yeah. he was still testing and doing whatnot. He, he might. I mean, um, he's so there was a little petulant children. Some of these dictators, absolutely. But you know, I mean, he seemed pretty. Uh, he seemed like he was. Uh, he was not in the in the best 
you know, state of mind the last time he made a statement or whatever. So I think North Korea is definitely a complete failed state. And, you know, of course, you'll say, oh, people say socialism, you know, and it's an authoritarian. It's, it's not like socialism. A, they they no. treat them like they're, 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 they're like uh, these uh, godlike figures. That's not what socialism is supposed to be. It's outrageous. That's not even close to socialism. Yeah, like you oh, said, that's it's, authoritarianism. It's authoritarian dictatorship. It's, it's, yeah. It's, but yeah, but they'll, they'll just use, you know, they'll say, oh, look, uh, another failed socialist state just like Venezuela, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I don't think North Korea is going to be much of a threat, you know? I just think they're, 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 they're in a, they have their, a lot of problems there. Yeah. What about our best friends? What do you think about the uh, current U.S.-Russian relationship? You know that that's that's a that's a tricky one because I know Biden. You know they was you know Putin and Trump had something going. You know they had something going there. I don't know what it was. I don't know if Biden, Putin had something on him or whatever. They made money together in the past. But Biden seems to you know he'll stand up to Putin. Putin seems like, and I, I kind of dig that. But you know I, I know recently there was like the the hackers. They have this like big hacking uh, group over there, and and they kind of like like got like shut down for a bit. So maybe that's a good thing. I mean I know the U.S. Russia they, they've never really repaired that relationship since the USSR and everything. Um, and I think Russia's in in that other state where they're they're not doing well for themselves. So I I mean I don't know how much of a threat they could be to anyone else if they're having their own problems. And, you know, they, they Putin is poisoning anybody that, that tries to, like, you know, speak out against them. So I think their problems are more in, you know, are more in their, you know, realm, whereas I don't think they're going to cause us much problem. The hacking thing, yeah, but uh, Putin likes to pump out his chest, you know, but yeah. I don't think we're going to expect too much. You know, right now it seems like we're, we're not on, like, we're not on a good, uh, you know, it seems like the tensions are a little, you know, things are a little tense, but I don't think we're going to expect any, like, thing, any major serious things between the U.S. and Russia. What about the U.S.-China relationship? That was another one that seems to be a little more uh, kind of settled down a bit. Uh, you know, Trump with tariffs and, uh, and you know, blaming them for COVID. Um, that's one thing I haven't really even really thought about much. I know, uh, you know, uh, post-COVID, I know China made the recovery a lot quicker than us. I mean, I think they're really focusing. I know there's a lot going on down there. Uh, you know, they're, they're building up their military and they're building up their uh, Navy and everything. But I think it's more or less just for, self, you know, self-defense. And, you know, they had the, the thing with Hong Kong. But right now, I think U.S. and China relations are basically, uh, you know, up and down. I know Biden, I mean, we got to see how long, you know, what, what Biden does in the next few years. Because he is getting, I mean, I'm not like a person, you know, it's okay to be a certain age, be president. But he's getting up there in the age. And, and you know, I mean, it's a tough job, obviously, being president. But U.S. and China relations seem to be kind of, uh, you know, even keeled right now from what I've seen. I know uh, Taiwan, there was a little issue there going on with possible like, invasions. But um, I guess it's died down a bit, so... Right now, I think U.S.-China, U.S.-Russian relations are kind of more or less the world should be focusing more on Yemen. They should be focusing on Haiti. They should be focusing on uh, for Cuba, you know, uh, just places where uh, um, obviously Israel, Palestine, you know, where there's actual like, you know, wars going on, people's starving, you know, um, basically humanitarian catastrophes. And right now, China, U.S. relations, hopefully, you know, Hopefully they'll stay, uh, you know, even keeled there. Well, you mentioned where there's war and whatnot, but what about whatever happened with Hong Kong too? I don't seem doesn't seem like we hear much about that anymore either. Uh, you know, the protest dies out because what happens is, I guess, you know, some of these protests. Guy, people start getting arrested. They start getting shot with rubber bullets, you know, actual bullets. And then yeah. it's like they can only how far can they go? You know, if if, if they're not going to get any any like help from the international community, and you know, eventually they're going to give up. I mean, how far? I mean, how how much can these people go out there and get you know sprayed with hoses? You know, and and, and nothing happens. You know, eventually you just it's it, it, there was a Belarusian thing there with the with dictator i mean arab spring it worked you know sometimes it could work sometimes it doesn't in hong kong it didn't really work yeah and the, the, the crazy the crazy and sad thing about hong kong once again watching another frontline documentary this was about Frontline's two great. years ago yeah. Yeah, i love frontline um yeah, they, they one thing i love about frontline for anyone that's not familiar with the show it's a pbs show 
there isn't a lot of talking like the, the there's you know a lot of documentaries there's someone just commenting and telling you play by play frontline they just show you what's happening i like that style well they were with protesters in hong kong and they were just showing what was happening and some of the protesters kept talking about and it happened to a few of them while they were filming the the greatest danger to the protesters in hong kong is if they were caught they would be sent to china and you would probably never hear from them again extradition yeah extradition yeah extradition yeah that was a that was one of the main things that the original protesting started was the, the extradition laws that, yeah. you know, if you got arrested for any little thing in Hong Kong, you get you to China, and then you can end up in those camps where they put the we, the, the Uyghur, the Uyghurs, Uyghurs, Uyghurs you know, those, the uh, Uyghur Muslims, yeah. The Uyghurs, yeah. So that, oh man, I didn't bring that up really about China. That's a really, uh, a situation. I did write a, a whole, uh, a whole, uh, piece on, on, the, on that situation. How, uh, you know, I mean, it's possibly a concentration camp situation. I mean, not, not a lot of international, uh, you know, they haven't let many people in there. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's all basically hearsay, but there's something going on in those facilities that, you know, are definitely against the human rights, you know, definitely for sure. Um, but yeah, you know, frontline when I did, I did an episode about, uh, solitary confinement and I used that documentary, yeah, a frontline documentary about this. Uh, I use that as basically my, like, you know, my research on it. And, and they do a great, that's one of the better documentary uh, series is that there are out there. And I, I saw that excellent. episode you were you were talking about too. It was very. You did see that with the main uh, with the very main. Dis- dark, yeah. yeah, it was disturbing. Wasn't that horrible. It's very disturbing. It's like, yeah, we. It's outrageous. Yeah, and um, it's like you know, uh, uh, obviously these guys. I mean, some of those guys were hard, hardline criminals. But where does it become in cruel and 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 you know inhumane punishment? Like, where, where does it cross the line to that? You know? Well, the problem, like, one of the overarching, turning them into it. yeah, one of the overarching problems and they pointed out in that documentary, and I don't remember if you mentioned this is the overcrowded prison system. They're using solitary confinement cells as regular cells. It's like, well, that's not what those were oh, built yeah, for. And then yeah. they're just putting guys down there and just leaving them. Well, like, well, he didn't do anything that right. warranted being in solitary confinement. And you just throw them down there and forget about them. What do you think is going to happen? Yeah. And- <laughs> And, you know, one good thing they did in New Jersey was they, they came up with, like, a bail reform where, like, um, before, like, you know, if you got caught with something, like, even even a minor, like, a misdemeanor, you had to, like, if you couldn't bail out, you would have to sit in the county jail and wait for your, you know, court date if you were, like, so basically they were punishing people for being poor, more or less. Yeah. So at least they did that here. So the po- prison populations have gone down quite a bit. That was a good thing they did. But that's just in the state. I don't know anywhere else if they're doing things like that but it's the overpopulation pretty soon i mean they're gonna have four people five people to sell it's 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 crazy it's crazy absolutely crazy and tax money that they spend on, on housing these inmates you know yeah yeah and what the last one you mentioned haiti um you know what right. role do you think the united states should play in places like haiti and then you have south africa what's going on there too so what do you think the u.s what kind of role should we play in those places well, us Especially like in our like backyard, which is Haiti, and some of these other countries mentioned Haiti. It, it's it's a disgrace. I mean, Haiti is one of the poorest countries in the world. The president just got like they put a hit out on him. I mean, yeah. this is going on right in our backyard, and like we do nothing about it. And we talk about democracy, and we want democracy in all these places, and <laughs> that doesn't work there. I mean, look at look at uh, Honduras and El Salvador and all that. Why do you think they want to come here? Trump just thinks, oh, they want to come here just because uh, they want to be uh, roofers and they want to put sheetrock. No, they're getting away from a dangerous situation uh, where there's no money and there's a, a you know one of the most violent. El Salvador is the second, third most violent country in the entire world, next to like Syria. I mean, no, I know you asked about Haiti, but Haiti's up there. Haiti's in the top five violent countries in the world, with Syria, like where there's an actual war going on. Yeah. So I mean, how does that look for us? Those are countries. That's our backyard. South Africa is another thing. I mean, that's that's a similar situation. I mean, uh, I mean, South, what went on in South Africa all those years was out just just a, a crime. And um, uh, maybe you can fill me in a little bit. Uh, is there anything recently that South Africa uh, so- lost my train? Let me What's see if I can recall there? it recall it correctly because there ended up being all of this looting and whatnot. Um, 
And it was pretty much uncontrolled because the people realized, well, the police, there really aren't a lot of them. Right. You know, I'll have to look back into that because I can't remember what sparked it, actually. Right. Well, yeah, it's basically... uh, um, well, I know Haiti with the president uh, getting assassinated. That was like wild. That was. Uh, oh, uh, wait. I think that's what it was uh, in South Africa. I believe there was a. Uh, he was a former president. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. You're right. Now but I, I think they were putting oh, him yeah, in prison yeah, or yeah. something. Yeah. Yes. So. Yes. Now I remember. You just, you just, you just reminded me. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of things going on in the world that, you know, uh, nations like, like the United States, the UK, that we, you know, but there's so many problems going on you know domestically that it's like how much help can we offer you know i mean i, I they, yeah. we should but i mean there's so much going on here that you know problems here that it's like since covid and trump years it's like what do we do rough. yeah you yeah. know do you know what saddens me about haiti uh with the way america treats haiti is um it feels to Very me loud. like people love to romanticize how haiti started you know you know haiti was a nation built by slaves who freed themselves they were right. truly free a truly free democratic society we love yes. to talk about that but then it's like okay bye you know we love your cute yeah, little yeah, story yeah, but yeah. we're not going to help we you with anything wait what nothing, yeah i mean they yeah, had uh, they had the Haiti earthquake was like the french the french slaves right they they kind of basically yeah. like had their own thing going yes yes i actually watched a documentary about that uh, so they were there what were they were enslaved for sugar cane i believe at the time and they mm-hmm. eventually figured out well there's more of us than there are of them let's just, right. <laughs> and they did they were yeah, like let's yeah, just yeah, let's, you know uh, <laughs> let's just let's take over strength in numbers yeah you know? exactly and uh, they built their own country okay yeah that's great right i mean americans love to tell that story it's so warm and fuzzy and then we're done with you but we need to run on the other side of the world and bomb the crap out of iraq because those poor people those poor people oh really okay Uh, haiti's what 190 miles from florida whatever i mean they had the earthquake and we we you know volunteers went but what did the u.s government do oh that's terrible on on the the, the kindness of you know civilians it's it's and it's funny to me because people, you know, we, we like to think, oh, the government, you know, the U.S. United States steps in to what, what's our creed that we came up with after World War II? We would defend the call of freedom regardless of where the bell rings, something like that. I can't remember. Oh, uh, yeah, some, uh, some patriotic nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> and it sometimes seems true until you drill down and you're like, well, wait a minute. We seem to really only help the rich countries when something. <laughs> right. Like said, there's a lot of natural resources for us. Yeah, to, uh, yeah. Yeah. Sure, the people yeah. may be suffering, but there's other people suffering, too, in countries that right, are trying right. to be and democracies. We, so yeah, why don't we go there? Get a little more from yeah it's it's horrible the way that works (laughs) absolutely well you know uh we don't tend to do a lot of politics on this show i mean it can be it can be uh touchy tenuous conversations but we have to have the conversations you know we have to i i believe that when we don't talk about things things. yeah we got to talk about it so again your show is the gentle rambler podcast which i do enjoy it i do enjoy it um Thank you. I, I enjoy the voluntary input as well. It's a great show. I dig it. So, what are you got? Anything else you want to plug before we take off here? Oh uh, uh, no, I'm else. My next episode should be, uh, I believe, Thursday, Thursday evening. I'm gonna have a. Uh, I'm gonna be uh, talking a little bit about that. Uh, God, what are we? Oh, the uh, oh, the the strike, the general strike. We're gonna bring that up. We're gonna talk a little bit about Israel Palestine you know I, I've talked about that a lot but you know my listeners they, they vote and I, I like to try to keep it with that and uh, you know pretty soon hopefully uh, you know Dangerous Globe will get you know more uh, you know a lot of a lot of people read it and uh, eventually I'll become maybe like a you know a, a journalist and everything and I've got a few things other things like screenplay I've been working on and uh, oh, awesome, you know yeah. but that's you know something that's in the works as they say but you know because I still like to, to cre- do creative things that aren't really political like you know uh, stuff like that you know screenplays uh, novellas Awesome. So, yes, awesome. thank you for having me, Leo. This was really fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're welcome back anytime, really, anytime. I really enjoyed it. 
So again, everybody, check Thank them out. You. Look Thank for you. look for the Gentle Rambler. Uh, pretty much anywhere you find podcasts. Uh, pretty much like this show: Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Yes, He's everywhere. He's everywhere. So again, we stream this show live every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern here on Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Uh, don't forget to check us out every weekend, every Friday night at 11 p.m. Eastern and every Saturday at 11 p.m. GMT for Weekend Chill. And of course, if you would like to be a guest on the show, or if you have any questions, comments, or show ideas, we would love to hear from you. Just go to voluntaryinput.com. Even though I've been told there's, there's the site's down right now, there's some site maintenance going on. So if you were trying to get a hold of us tonight, uh, maybe don't go to the website. You can just shoot us an email at our alternative email, which is voluntaryinput at gmail.com. And I think that's everything, folks. So thanks for tuning in. Again, I want to thank Robert de Blasio for joining me tonight for voluntary input. Take care, folks. <laughs>